0: And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, we're here earlier than usual. We're here a little before 10, which almost never happens. Just, just
1: before 10. Uh, everything seems to be going okay so far, so yeah. Uh,
0: might as well get uh, again, started quickly. <laughs> yeah, might as well, you know, no no rest for the wicked. For those who don't know who only listen to the recorded version back later, we do start this at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for me, uh, whatever time it is for Matt. Uh, basically we've been doing that forever for like 300 plus episodes used to be on sunday now it's saturday but yeah we stream on matt's channel we stream on twitch we try and stream as many places as we can but yeah normally normally we either start like right at 10 or right after so it's pretty impressive that we can do anything uh early (laughs) let alone on time (laughs) uh so that's always good we're we're getting better matt to think it only took us 315 episodes to figure that out yeah yeah, here's here's hoping we learned a fucking thing or two in that time. <laughs> mm. How you been, Matt? We uh we took last week off because I kind of needed it. How you been? Yeah, not too
1: bad. Uh, I I'm kind of glad we also took last week off as well because it allowed me to sort of like have like a rest day. Uh, yeah, for for a change. Um, but yeah, no, I've been pretty good playing some Boulder's Gate. But I just started nice. yesterday that new Armored Core.
0: Yeah, I heard that's good. That's uh that's from the Dark Souls people, right? Cuz that was their yeah. old bread and butter before uh they became the Souls company basically.
1: Yeah, it's it's very uh Dark Souls Elden Ring. Although it's definitely not as approachable as Elden Ring. It's no, then, I definitely n- a filter on it.
0: Yeah, I, I know that, like you know, Armored Core was like for the hardcore, like mm-hmm. mech people, where it's like, oh, you need a special controller, or you need to hold your controller backwards. You basically yes. need to unlearn everything you already know. Yes,
1: yes, it's it's not that complicated this time around, but yeah, Good. yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun though. It's it's really it- fun.
0: It, again I, I was never an armored core fan but this one might be the thing to get me in because i saw people recreating their favorite robots from fiction in mm-hmm. armored core i've seen mm-hmm. so many avas you don't even know <laughs> what uh what, what's your robot build matt what do you have going on for your robot?
1: Uh, i'm not too far into the game but i've decided i'm just gonna like get everything that has heavy armor on it nice and and just and just build a tank basically
0: Full tank it up, man. You know, yeah. s- s- slow and steady wins the race. I will take any <laughs> hit you send my way. I-, I do love a game that just lets you min-max into something ridiculous where it's like, mm. I'm bad at everything, but I'm very good at this. Yes. Uh, per- perfect example, I'm replaying uh, Cyberpunk again because obviously Phantom Liberty is coming soon and I'm super excited. And for this run, I'm like, all pistols. It's an all-pistol build. <laughs> all pistol with a little sand devastan. And it didn't hit me until the late game where I'm like, oh, I can't hack anything far away. So like for like the, maybe two missions where they kind of ask you to be stealthy. It's like, I can't hack the cameras. I can't get them to walk away. (laughs) Fuck. What do I do?
1: (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. I have to respect.
0: (laughs) I I didn't. I'm like, well, I guess I just got to brute force it. then stop time, shoot everyone in the head and then shoot the reinforcements when they come (laughs) is basically all I can do. (laughs) Which would be fine if I didn't just have a pistol, though I have, like, the really cool-ass revolver and everything, too, trying There's to get all the There's a couple of good damn-
1: ones. There's a couple of good ones in that game.
0: Yeah, the the Overture, the dum dum, which uh, I don't think you get too much. That river gives you one, too. I'm yes. still very early in the game. I'm just doing the Voodoo Boy stuff now. Nice, nice. Yeah, we had Gamescom, and oh man, you know, the freaking, th- the big holiday tidal wave of games is coming. what is it, in the next couple weeks, we got friggin' Mortal Kombat, we mm-hmm. got, uh, Baldur's Gate on the PS5, which I think is the fifth, uh, yep, we got just s- like
1: Star, Starfield is this coming Friday.
0: Yep, that's right, Phantom Liberty, the big DLC, mm-hmm. which even before that, you're gonna get the big download that essentially changes the game
1: completely. Yes, yes, I'm very much looking forward to that.
0: Same, yeah. I actually looked at uh, what is it the Red Stream they did talking about, it, and I'm like, oh yeah, you completely just re redid everything. Everything is different now, even if you don't get the DLC.
1: Yeah, everything is what it probably should have been when the game released.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the thing, isn't it, where it's like, yeah, this is a much better perk system, because when you look at the perk system in the game, it's basically like, you're a a percent better at this, you're a percent better than that, Mm. I'm like, okay, so you basically just had to break it down to numbers and that's it, huh? Yeah, yeah even even the cold blood system for armor i'm like there's something here but you didn't fully think this through and now they've expanded the cold blood system to other stuff like say you wanted to be a rifle guy and that's all you wanted to do now you can stack uh, something called sharpshooter so it's a little borderlands in that way too Ooh, that's that's cool and i
1: think they also they mentioned something about uh cyber psychosis as well like yeah I think the more stuff you have on because before i think they they, they kind of waved it away it's like ah, oh, v special he's special you yes. he can have all of this this bullshit on him and, and not go crazy and not go crazy but i think they they've reworked it so that there is some sort
0: of deal you take with penalties it now. now yeah you, you can overclock your cyberware like a pc and if you keep doing that you will take penalties it's funny because mike Pondsmith, smith the creator of the cyberpunk like you know a uh, tabletop rpg system and the video game, they clearly had very different ideas about what cyberpsychosis mm-hmm. was. The The game definitely falls onto the thing where it's like, well, cyberpsychosis is just a symptom of bigger societal problems. Because you do all those cyberpsycho missions, and most of the time they're, like, good people who just went insane because of, like, drugs or depression or trauma or because they had shitty... Uh, parts implanted in them and everything. Mike Pondsmith, the creator, is like, no, that's not how I put it. No, if you get too much chrome, you will go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Again, even Edge Runners plays it differently, too, where you go crazy over time and you get, like, those weird, trippy, anime madhouse visions and everything. Yep. So everyone kind of has their own take on cyberpsychosis, and I don't know if anyone's totally right. People also point to Adam Smash, and they're like, well, that guy's 90% robot parts. How is he not crazy? <laughs> to which Pondsmith says he is. He's a high-functioning cyberpsycho. I'm like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> He's goddamn Sherlock over here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that stuff looks great. I was actually super excited for Mortal Kombat coming out that big like DLC expansion they gave like when the game was already way over. You mm-hmm. can play for 5 bucks now, so I definitely got into that. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because I never technically played it. I knew what happened, but I never technically played it, and now I will. And also, I think they did it too, because the end of that story DLC is actually going to be, like, way more important for the next game than people thought it was. You thought it was a fresh start, but it's not 100% a fresh start.
1: Yeah, well, that, that, that's the whole thing of that. Is it, isn't it, like, about some, some villain who wants to, like, remake time or something, and then... Who is it? Well, Liu that's... Kang? Liu Kang does it or something?
0: Well, well, that's where the last game was. The last game was you fought a new villain called Kronika, mm. who was, like, above the Elder Gods. In fact, I think Shinnok is her son, is that they uh, retconned that. And she, she's been in control of time since the very beginning of the Mortal Kombat universe, which I guess is the reason why the game series retconned originally when they changed publishers over. She was behind that. We just didn't see it. <laughs> and she's like and she's like oh i need to have you know my grand unified timeline basically fucking loki was her plan i'm yeah. going to do this lu kang stops her and in doing so lu kang takes raiden's old job and becomes the new god of fire and lightning and also god of time so he crisis on infinite earth the entire mortal combat universe
1: yeah yeah and that that's what leads to this new one because yeah we see that in that first trailer they released where he literally remakes the universe and mm. you got the sub-zero raiden all those characters yeah. being remade
0: Though, though, as they spoiled it, Kronika's not actually dead, though. Kronika's actually still kicking well, of around. Course, of course, Which, again, I'm like, this is so fucking DC Comics, where it's like, so if you rewrote everything to be better, why did you make it so the villains were still alive and could still <laughs> cause trouble? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's good shit, and I'm very excited for that. Uh, I guess we can hop into the news for this week, as the chat is quick to remind us, uh, we lost a real titan of our industry today arlene sorkin passed away at the age of only 67. she of course was the original voice of harley quinn and also the woman for whom paul dini based the whole character on so without her not only would harley not have her iconic voice harley wouldn't even exist at all
1: yeah no this this kind of came out of nowhere too
0: it really did because she she'd been living really quietly she had retired from Mm. voicing the character many years ago and uh, no one really knows what was happening to her. So she just, you know, kind of stepped away from the spotlight and now is sadly no longer with us, which is a shame because I know part of me always wished, you know, Mark Hamill, Arlene Sorkin, Kevin Conroy, one last ride on one last project.
1: Yeah, I, I know. that. And have they, th- when was the last time they actually did all work together? What was it for?
0: Oh, that's a, a little good a while ask. ago, hasn't it? It, re- it really has. Yeah, I know you hadn't had all three together for a long time. Maybe I, maybe Batman Beyond Return of the Joker? Wow. Which here, you're not letting me th- through the power? Or no, actually you not know the Arkham Games, because I think she was Harley Quinn in the first one, but not in the second one. Yeah, didn't Tara Strong take over? Yes, from that point on, and it was basically always her. uh, Man, she hadn't actually, looking at her IMDb, she hadn't done anything in a long time. She was in the DC Universe Online Last Laugh Expansion in 2012. Okay. Uh, She was on Days of Our Lives for many years. uh, Batman Arkham Asylum in 2009. Comic Book The Movie in 2004. Oh, man, she was on that Gotham Girls digital series that we got to cover one day for a Retro Hero video.
1: Oh, I remember that.
0: Yes, very short. This was early on when they're like, hey, yeah. this is the internet.
1: Yes, I, I remember that.
0: We can do cartoons for the internet. I I, I think a lot of it is still canon, actually, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, she uh, she hadn't done anything in a little while. I'm looking right here. Yeah, her last movie role was 2004. Uh, Yeah, last thing. Yeah, I guess she must have been sick for a while or something because she just hadn't been working. Did
1: did she, did she pass because of a sickness?
0: I don't know. Again, or if it was, yeah, they just, well, it's, because it's just today. We don't know. It just said that she died today. I think the family's still being a little cagey about what she actually died of. Okay, okay, that's understandable. She was uh, married to Christopher Lloyd, who was a uh, producer on Frasier back in the day, where she also uh, did some bits on Frasier. I don't know if people know that, but she was a voice that, uh, what is it, uh, Frasier Crane would talk to on the phone. So she was doing uh, voices even then. Oh, that's cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of big names we've lost in the last two days. We lost Harry Funk. We lost Bray Wyatt. We lost Bob Barker, who was almost 100 years old, and now Arlene Sorkin. Yeah, wow. Yeah, tragic day. But you know what? Hey, she's a titan. She's a legend. And, you know, her body of work will speak for herself and, you know, live forever and ever. You know, she changed She changed our world for the better and, you know, made our art and stories better. And that's something you can't say about most people. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, R.I.P., R- R- you know, go g- go into that good light.
1: Yeah, she wasn't the only one who died as well, because obviously Bob Barker did as well. Bray Wyatt died as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been a rough-ass week for people we like. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it, you know. You, everyone we like, stop dying. Just stop, you know, just stop the wheels of time for a minute, That's please. the thing,
1: though. It's the celebrity, that celebrity thing where they, they all die in threes
0: they really do you know what was especially fucked up about that bray why well, i think he was only 36
1: i know i know i saw that and i'm like holy fuck
0: yeah he's like like just a couple just five years older than me and i'm like yeah. fuck off really exactly yeah complications due to a uh, heart condition that he got because of covid damn yeah yeah very much damn. And, you know, there's a dude who, you know, had to be, you know, in peak physical condition. If they, That's a hard thing for a lot of wrestlers. You hear them where it's like, yeah, we got COVID. We got long COVID especially. And then when we came back, it was really fucking hard to keep doing what we're doing because you need to breathe and you need your blood to pump and everything. And if you can't, it makes your job basically impossible.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's why I think uh, Keith Lee's coming and going, too, for the same problem. I know he had long COVID. A lot of those guys did, and they're having a rough time getting back. Damn. Yeah. I guess uh, from that sad news to some slightly better news here. Hey, that Wonder Woman game, Matt, from Monolith, the one that was supposedly running on the Nemesis system Mm -hmm. that uh, Shadows of War, Shadows of Mordor did. This has kind of been my white whale for a bit because we talked about it. They had a little teaser trailer for it. Then we heard nothing about it till right now. No, yes. Well, this project might still be alive and kicking because the art director on this one, I guess someone snapped a picture of his Twitter banner, which was seemingly uh, concept art for the game itself.
1: Yeah, it looks uh, pretty cool.
0: Yes, it looks interesting because we see three different versions of Diana. We see her in her traditional Wonder Woman superhero costume. We see like a more paramilitary version of her with guns. And then we see more like an old, tiny, ancient Amazon warrior version of her, too. Mm. Which is very interesting where I'm like, oh, are these unlockable costumes or is this going to be like a time travel game? Are we going to be able to go back and forth between different versions of Diana? That'd be pretty cool. That would be. And it's uniquely Wonder Woman because she's yeah. been alive since, you know, forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She her story spans generations.
0: It really does. So there's a lot of interesting stuff you could do with it. And I hope they do because, again, you know, you, you basically had me sold where it's like, yeah, Wonder Woman game on the Shadow of War, Shadow yeah, of Mordor that, system. That's so what I was going to
1: say. That The the one thing that's just keeping me interested about it is the Nemesis system. They're actually finally using it again. And I, mean, I something. I mean, it, it's not because they haven't been able to. It's just because WB fucking patented it for Monolith. So that only Monolith can use that system
0: which is weird because it's such a great system and something so perfect for a superhero project again if i had to guess if i was a guessing man i would say swap out orcs for like the followers of Ares, and they keep you know upgrading and backstabbing each other and eventually gaining more power
1: yeah that or like well like you could you could do it with literally any uh like organization within the dc universe she she fights sure. hive you know yeah, so, stuff like queen, be queen bee and all that sort of stuff
0: Yeah, or just regular-ass criminals who, if you let them upgrade too much, they become, like, uh, generic supervillains. Yeah. That would be kind of funny. Also, hey, this would be a great chance, to to reimagine and, you know, remix and remaster some of Wonder Woman's rogues gallery, who I feel never get enough love when it comes to kind of getting new life breathed into them for a new generation. Mm
2: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Silver Swan, Doctor Poison, Doctor Psycho. She's got a lot of Doctor villains. Yeah. Doctor
1: Psycho I, had a really great arc on uh on
0: Harley. And oh just, yeah, just I know. Tell kept me getting
1: it. canceled.
0: <laughs> yep, and, and and now has a Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's great.
0: <laughs> yeah, called uh called uh, uh Psycho, not crazy. <laughs> where they do a whole, I don't know if you watched the episode from this week, but they do a whole bit with Joker stolen valor, and he has the funniest (laughs) line ever, where he's like, you know, hey, Joker, if there's one thing that my audience hates more than women, it's stolen valor for some reason. (laughs) And I'm like, it's true, they do, don't they? What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 you can hate women and minorities as much as you want, but don't you dare say you did something you didn't. (laughs) So fucking weird. Uh, Harley's been really good. I think that last episode was one of the strongest ones they've done this season. And likewise, my adventures with Superman was fucking strong this week too, wasn't it? It was
1: pretty good, wasn't
0: it? It was. This is like the big lore dump episode where they finally explain what Zero Day is. You know why Task Force X was founded. And it's really you know tragic for a Superman too, who what, the big thrust of the series is he doesn't know his origin and he doesn't mm-hmm. know about krypton or anything so this is the most he's actually learned in one sitting and what he's learned is fucking devastating to him
1: that's what i find so interesting they're like doing everything that's usually done in superman when he's like a kid now that he's an adult and superman he's 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 just learning about it all
0: now where arguably these things would hit you harder as an adult because as a kid you know you bounce you can bounce back from anything
1: Mm, mm, exactly
0: But as an adult, especially as, like, a 20-year-old who's just coming into yourself, it's so fucking shattering for him. Mm. Like, there's a bit there where Superman is just like, just let me die. I'm just going to fucking sit here. Just let me die. (laughs) And I'm like, ugh, sadly relatable. (laughs) Also, to have Lois and Jimmy continue to be really useful in each episode outside of, like, a fighting capacity where it's like, well, obviously they can't punch the villain of the week. But they can help Superman in any number of ways, and I think that's so cool.
1: Yeah, it's – it, it, i like that like for a change that, that the city and, and lois and all that were the ones that were mm. saving
0: superman and
1: and really? it, again it, it was a great way to bring like everything back from the previous episodes because we had like the newsboy legion and all these oh, characters yeah. getting involved
0: absolutely and also to rebuke uh kind of the hit piece that vicky Vale had done on him before where the mm. city you know rallies around him in that moment and i'm like ah oh, that's good
1: yeah yeah they they don't care about what what some out-of-town reporter writes
0: yeah, really, you're a big city Gothamite unlike us big city uh, <laughs> metropolisans. Also, thank you Black Ninja there for the follow. Much appreciated. I uh, I saw, I can tell that or that episode really struck a positive chord with a lot of people because I'm seeing videos and like think pieces now. People being like, how my adventures with Superman fixed Superman. I'm like, well, we'll back up a little bit. It did a very good version of it, but this is all basically just stuff from the comics done in a TV show format that's made easily digestible for you." damn anime generation <laughs> it did it it, it
1: it it didn't fix it it made it um it translated what, it, 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 tra- it translated what what like literally like we've been reading in comics for like years forever and and and, and like made it like so it put it in a form that that like the twitter generation can understand <laughs> anime a...
0: yeah exactly and glom onto and like like part of me wants to be more high-minded be like no it's not that simple it's not just by making it into an anime did people finally get it but i'm like no making it into an anime is why people got it <laughs> yeah yeah
1: people understood it well
0: <laughs> yeah Lo- Lo- lois is best girl superman is in and he needs to unlock his true potential and gets a new he- i love they treat his classic powers as like techniques like yeah. oh he finally unlocked the the x-ray technique
1: yeah 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 was, he can now hear people across the city and
0: <laughs> uh, which which is so funny because these are like powers we take for granted where it's like well yeah he always has it but making it part of this anime narrative where it's like well obviously he unlocks the power at the most dramatic time when mm. the story calls for it that's how every anime works yeah
1: exactly yeah
0: yeah he mastered his power he opened you know his third gate no jutsu ascended super god saiyan god <laughs> powers
1: and then he defeated Parasite like goku defeated Raditz by flying he, fucking straight through him <laughs>
0: he really he really did didn't he and even the bit where it's like you need to turn off the power i'm like oh this is the inverse of a spirit bomb it's not give <laughs> superman your energy it's take away the energy from ivo <laughs> Even even this new, like, thing they're trying to play around, like, well, maybe Kryptonians had actually already come to Earth, and maybe there was, like, a small little war skirmage, and Superman thinks that he may have been sent as, like, a sleeper agent to destroy the Earth. I'm like, oh my god, that's totally Son Goku from Dragon Ball is what mm. that is. And then he hit his head and forgot about it and lived naked in the mountains. Yeah,
1: it's it's, it's great how it, like, blends Stuff we see in anime, and then stuff I I mentioned in my review, it feels a lot like early 2000s era Superman, like Birthright, and the stuff like Joe Kelly was doing in Joe Kelly and uh, Michael Turner were doing in their Superman run, where like they'd add some extra like piece to his origin or Kryptonian Mm. heritage or something that like changed, like, oh, Kryptonians came to Earth or Kryptonians did this near Earth or something, and they had interactions with Earth and stuff like that.
0: Who, uh, who do you think Nemesis Omega is? Because they make a solid point of covering his face.
1: I'm pretty sure I know who it is because I, I read some, I think there were leaks. or so I'm pretty sure, but it, it's definitely not anyone that uh, people are saying
0: okay because obviously my mind jumps to general zod Mm -hmm. right away Mm because that's obvious but then my mind jumped again i'm like wait a minute they redesigned jor-el for this show to make him look like more of a warrior king conan guy Mm -hmm. maybe that was jor-el i don't know
1: maybe maybe
0: also those robots clearly had the brainiac symbol on them and we also know that brainiac has already been cast for the show
1: yeah yeah and i like that that, that's like a an animated series reference as well because brainiac was part of krypton on that show as well
0: yes which was kind of a new thing at the time yes because up until then he was just from kaloo right yes which is a whole thing And i wondered if this show would reference kaloo or what they would do because this show kind of throws you some curveballs with the stuff that it canonizes and the stuff it doesn't
1: it does yeah yeah i'm intrigued to see what what else is i'm intrigued to see if if uh season two is going to bring other heroes
0: Yes, because they are kind of implying that, like, yes, the Falcone family was taken down in Gotham. Yes, Queen Industries exists.
1: Yeah, yeah. All these characters do exist in this universe.
0: As we saw in the, like, Hall of the Future superhero museum, they have, like, the Hawk's mace and, you know, the Helmet of Fate and all the other stuff. Yes, yes i don't think they're going to do batman though as everyone is clamoring for because they were developing that you know cape Crusader batman show at the same time as this
1: i I think if they do end up going that way i think we'll just get like bruce wayne they might do like the whole thing where it's like in the comics bruce wayne is like a shareholder of the daily planet
0: yeah that's fun i like that yeah i like that one but yeah my adventures with superman continues to be great that episode really felt like a finale and i had to look yeah. back i'm like is that the end of the season I'm like nope it's still going
1: yeah it's got one more episode i think i think it's like a thanksgiving episode uh, i saw i saw a, a promo of it. clark finds that that kryptonite that lois had in that ooh. weird orb thing because jimmy found that orb thing
0: You did yeah uh-oh which i'm like wow this is such a happy ending there's no way they'll be able to open oh, he found the orb
1: yeah
0: <laughs> Also, great take on Amanda Waller in this, too, where in, like, most stories, she's already completely evil and heartless when you meet her. Here we see that she actually had a friend in Sam Lane back in the past, mm. and yet she's still willing to fuck him over.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which makes her even worse somehow, where it's like, oh, you know what it's like to have a friend and have love and you still don't care.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, he calls her Mandy, which is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Like, if you called Amanda Wa- Amanda the Wall Waller that now, she would kill the shit out of yeah, anyone who even said that. She'd
1: blow your fucking head off, yeah.
0: Yeah, and again, showing a weird amount of respect of, like, I allow you to get away with this and only you. <laughs> <laughs> also, pretty boy Bushonen, uh Deathstroke, who actually got his eye burnt out of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, by by Livewire.
0: Yeah, interesting how they kind of have this weirdo feud now. Again, very anime feud. You know, you're my greatest rival.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> We'll have to fight at some point. Also, he's Slade, but I don't think he's actually taken the name Deathstroke yet, has he? I don't think so. I don't think they ever said the name Deathstroke. He has the suit, he has the swords, now he has the eye, but I don't think he ever actually took the name yet. No, no. I'm sure they'll make a big deal of that. He'll, he'll probably leave Waller's employ at some point, is what he'll do and Strike-Off to become like a super mercenary. Yeah,
1: he'll go rogue or something. Because, yeah, we, we do learn that like Waller was working for Checkmate yes and, uh, and and there are people above her as well so i imagine yeah he's probably gonna go rogue at some point
0: yeah which is of course checkmate basically shield from dc comics waller was in the checkmate book there was a lot of different characters i wonder if we'll see like king faraday and shit mm. the deo uh maybe mr bones i just want mr bones to be in more things because <laughs> he's a skeleton who smokes cigars yeah so that's not to love <laughs> Uh, I guess we're there we can move on to our next uh, news story here. We still actually have someone working for. Uh, Thor 5 has apparently been teased and has been brought up in the entertainment trades and everything, and uh, Taika Watiti chimed in and said if he was to do it, and again, operative word, if, he would want to tell a bigger story than Love and Thunder. And of course, a lot of people were quick to be like, oh, no, not with again. Oh, through Love and Thunder was so it's... bad. Da, da, da. I'm like, guys, he's probably too busy to come back and do this because he's too busy crushing it in every other fucking project he's doing right now.
1: I, I like to think he just did it just because he knew people oh, of course it, it would be like because he is that type of person to like soak oh, the God. fires and stuff and i hope he comes back as well i want him yeah, to, to just, just because him, i know yeah. it will make a lot of people fucking mad
0: <laughs> absolutely and it's like guys even if you didn't like love and thunder and like i'm not going to sit here and say that i didn't think ragnarok was better but still what is doing like some of his best creative work elsewhere right now and you would be lucky to have him attached to another marvel thing at this point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As crazy as that is, where it's like, you no, know, he's killing it over with what we do in the shadows, and our flags mean death, and everything else he's working on. I don't know what his next movie is that he's doing, but I'm sure it will be a big deal. Yep. He's doing this also, maybe dating two women at the same time as well, just bringing that up. <laughs> being being in his crazy, chaotic, bisexual throuples, which, which you look at that, and then you see what we do in the shadows, and it's like, oh, yeah.
1: Uh, makes sense makes sense i guess
0: i guess write what you know right (laughs) next we're gonna find out he's also a thousands year old vampire from Wallachia.
1: and it wouldn't be like the craziest thing either be like yeah okay yeah
0: yeah checks out sounds sounds about right (laughs) I I kept saying it, too, that I really wanted to do a video, and I cannot find the time for it, but I wanted to do, you know, understanding Thor Love and Thunder through the lens of Watiti's other work, because if you really consider, like, all the themes and ideas and all the other stuff he's done, it makes sense.
1: It does, yes.
0: It makes way more sense thematically. Again, I'm not saying that it makes a better movie, but it makes sense. Okay, so his next movie he's working on. Uh, It comes out this year. It's called Next Goal Wins, Mm -hmm. based on the 2014 British documentary, of the same name, a biographical sports comedy. Da, 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 it's got Michael, Michael. Fass,
1: Ma, Michael Fassbender in it, yeah.
0: Yes, yes it does. Uh, Dutch-American football coach Thomas Rogan is tasked with turning the American Samoa national team, considered the weakest football team in the world, into an elite squad. Man, we're really getting the Ted Lasso effect, aren't we now, yes, where more yes. um, where more Americans are interested in things about European football? That We really are, yeah. Yeah, again. So yeah, you got Fast in it. Well, that looks interesting. I'll probably check out. We don't get a lot of sports comedies anymore that aren't on TV. I know I mentioned it before. I watched that uh, Champions movie there that mm. I actually quite enjoyed.
1: Yeah, yeah. It seems like that was like a thing of like the nineties or the yes, early two thousands, and they just kind of kind of went away. It's kind of kind of like how like um like action comedy like blockbuster mm. action comedies like Rush Hour and stuff yes. like that just went yeah, the away buddy as well. cop movie. yeah yeah
0: yeah like again pe- people talk about how like the superhero movie rules the roost down like oh is there superhero movie fatigue i will say that there are whole genres we don't see anymore we don't see buddy cop movies anymore we don't mm-hmm. see feel-good sports comedies anymore nope. we don't even really see romantic comedies anymore
1: no that no hard feelings was like the only one i've like that that was yes. like a proper romantic comedy they're still made but they're like really shitty like hallmark made for netflix exactly they all went
0: because they all went to streaming is what they did to make yeah any genre that died it all ended up going to streaming for better or worse and again i'm sure we've all seen a streaming show where it's like i would have liked this way better if this was a more concentrated two hours Mm
2: -hmm, mm mm-hmm
0: but what's funny about that no hard feelings thing too is I know they were already trumpeting it as being like you know it's the most well received biggest money making romantic comedy in years and I'm like yeah it's the last one you actually made and put (laughs) in theaters and promoted I fucking bet it
2: is
0: (laughs) and all it took for you to do it was to get Jennifer Lawrence who's kind of on the downswing of her career and is like up for whatever (laughs) we got her I had a chance to see it and I'm like nah I'm good
1: it was alright
0: yeah i I don't really make it to the movies at all as much anymore and it's a real shame i i had plans to go see blue beetle and that fell through and i'm like oh that's a shame
1: yeah you definitely gotta go see it it's it's really good
0: so i heard yeah i'm hearing nothing but good things about it and what a shame that as we all know they would dc and warner brothers basically sent it out to die with zero promotion
1: it's coming out on streaming in like three weeks
0: yes because that's how they do all their movies now they did it to barbie too even though barbie was like one of the biggest goddamn yeah. hits of the summer it's still in every theater i go to in my small town that and oppenheimer
1: yeah you know why they're doing it it's because they're desperate because they they you know the the strikes are still ongoing and and they're, yeah. they're, they're, you can tell they're getting extremely extremely desperate
0: Warner Brothers also took the big Flash hit as well, where it's like, well, we didn't make this $300 million back at all, did we? Yep. The second most expensive superhero movie ever, right behind Avengers.
1: That's fucking insane. Where was it spent?
0: Where was it spent? Now, you know, that's another thing when people talk about forever, about, you know, uh, superhero fatigue, this, you know, our superhero movies killing Hollywood in the creative process, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. A conversation we do need to have is – These movies cannot keep being this expensive, though. No, No, not at all. Like, the original Iron Man was made modestly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Was made for a modest budget and made a ton back. If you keep making these superhero movies, this bloated for $300 million, then, yeah, you are going to crash the industry because no movie can ever make that back, especially not now in an age of hyperinflation and when people can barely pay fucking rent. Mm -hmm. I think that's another big reason, too. I haven't gone to see a lot of these movies. I'm like, well— Is it Guardians? Is it Spider-Verse? Am I going to have an amazing transcendent time? Well, then I guess I can wait a month for it's on streaming then.
1: That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just wait the 40 days until it comes out on on streaming or digital.
0: Yeah, again, it's just like I kind of can't afford to go to the movies right now. (laughs) And, like, they're going to have to figure that one out as well, where it's like, yeah, you can't, uh, people can't afford to go see movies.
1: Yeah, just, just pay your writers. Just pay pay the writers and, and actors mm-hmm. and directors, and, and and if you pay them a fair wage, I mean, hell, hell, maybe they'll actually work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, maybe if you take some of that big inflated, you know, cost of making the movies and give it to your fucking writers and actors, maybe yeah. things will be different. Yeah, yeah who who knows hey on the strike front, uh, front did you hear uh, the ups drivers of america there actually won their strike and actually got uh, what is it the higher ups to agree to all their compensations
1: nice was one of them air conditioning in their trucks cuz i know they didn't have air conditioning in their trucks did
0: they not
1: i i, I think it was it was either them or amazon uh, i i remember seeing like a while ago like a video of like uh, a like a delivery guy like actually passing out because their trucks don't have uh like air ventilation air air conditioning and stuff and he was like delivering in like texas summer
0: okay i think that was amazon and apparently amazon are also working on striking right now all the amazon drivers because they saw the ups guys get what they want Mm -hmm. and now they're doing the same yeah let's let's fucking keep it going man keep this good ass labor movement going you know hey the actors and the writers have struck the ups guys have struck the train guys have struck let's everyone just strike until we get what we fucking want i
1: know the i think it's the south korean actors guild is is uh thinking about it and 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 apparently that's like terrifying netflix netflix has like a shitload of like south korean shows they do uh, and and yeah if if they end up striking and they and they're obvi- and they're really popular as well i don't know about oh yeah I'm what sure. america and canada are like but they're always like number one and two over here
0: oh yeah i was looking at it too yeah i know there's like a whole subculture of people who love mm. their fucking k dramas
1: yeah and if and they're, they're terrified that if they strike it's like what the fuck do we do now <laughs>
0: And K-dramas are also like huge globally, too, from like, yes. you know, non-English speaking nations, like everywhere else, like, you know, India and that part of the mm-hmm. world and everything where it's like, yeah, well, we watch K-dramas, too. You know, we don't speak the language, but, you know, you don't speak our yeah. language either. They, they, they're crashing. usually
1: pretty good. They're pretty good. You know, that's the thing. The, the, the few that I've watched, they've always been pretty good production wise. So they're, yeah. they're, they're a little bit ahead of like where America is in terms of their like TV network dramas.
0: Yeah, they've uh, they figured it out. And usually, like, stuff that comes from Korea usually gets adapted here. Like, there was the big Korean cinema explosion there with, like, mm-hmm. Old Boy and all that other stuff there. Yeah. There was, like, a couple years there when, like, Korea was really hot when it came to, like, their dramas mm-hmm. and their horrors and their police procedurals and everything. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, that's definitely good. Uh, next up from there, we actually got some new books that got announced, uh, because the big solicitations hit this week. Uh, Jason Aaron, shocking the world, returning to DC after over a decade to write his very first Batman. And I had to do a double take to be like, really, Jason Aaron has never written a Batman before? He hasn't.
1: He has He's been too busy with Thor and then the Avengers and doing all sorts of shit over at Marvel.
0: He he wrote, like, a Penguin tie-in, like, over a decade Mm -hmm. ago. But, yeah, he's writing his first brand-new Batman miniseries. It's called Batman Off-World, and it's Batman, and he's in space.
1: Yeah, he's he's, he's (laughs) off-world.
0: Yep, it's all in the title. Yep, checks out, Jason, all there on the tin. Yep, that's how it
1: works. (laughs) I can't help but feel, because I saw some of the uh, pictures and stuff for it, and, like, the art for the variant covers and stuff, I can't help but feel that someone at DC went, hmm, everyone seems to love this Warworld saga yeah what if we did it with batman because batman sells
0: <laughs> yeah how about that <laughs> i'm excited for it again you know it's hard to get me excited for like new batman properties right now because every other thing that comes out is a goddamn batman mm-hmm. property but this this is enough to get me in this is enough mm-hmm. to get me excited and i think i'm not the only one i think this is gonna well, have a lot of eyes on this project it's
1: jason aaron man
0: Yep, Jason Aaron. What's what's his hard-bitten version of Batman, I wonder? Again, I, I really didn't expect him to tell a cosmic story, yet here he is.
1: No, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's intriguing, yeah.
0: Very much, it's not at I suppose it's, it's like
1: write, write what you know, and that's what like, he's been writing for like the last that's how true. many years at Marvel?
0: Yeah, I, I guess hard-bitten crime, Jason Aaron, we haven't really gotten a bit. I guess not since Southern Bastards came to an end.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: which again is a story that ended, but didn't quite end. And he kind of said, maybe I'll come back to it one day. Maybe I won't. And he hasn't. Yeah. Also, we're not ready to have the conversation yet of how scalped his other big Southern fried crime series and Southern bastards had basically the same ending. Someone pointed that out to me, that it had the (laughs) same ending with the same character archetypes. I'm like, fuck off. Yes, it does. Oh my God. (laughs) He wrote the same ending twice. How did he get away with that? And that none of us noticed. You know why? Because everything leading up to it was so good, you didn't notice that the ending was exactly the same. (laughs) Uh, Also, coming from Marvel, we got a brand new Thanos miniseries, courtesy of Christopher Cantwell, a man who is making a goddamn living off writing stories about complex villains, asshole heroes. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of has a brand, doesn't he? He does, and it works. (laughs) Yeah, apparently this story involves Thanos returning to Earth. I don't know when. I don't know if this one will take into account what happened with Eternals and where Thanos was kind of left at the end of that. Yeah,
1: I I would ass- would assume... Is it a mini? Yes, it's a mini. Hmm, it might be out of continuity then.
0: It could be out of continuity. Who knows? Maybe- yeah, because
1: there is just so much shit that... like, Because obviously there's the stuff with Eternals, with Thanos, but then there was also the stuff that it, admittedly it's now on the back burner that uh donny cates was building up in his yeah. run before he uh got into his car accident um but yeah like i it would have to be because there's just so much shit you got to like deal with it's to, true so yeah, i have to imagine it'll be an out of continuity or something earlier on in his his life maybe
0: maybe because it also says that he's going to be fighting the illuminati and i guess we kind of saw the illuminati they still exist yeah 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 in ultimate invasion in some form or another i, I guess too you say you no know, it's too much to deal with but some writers got to deal with it so maybe that's what Cantwell signed on for he's like look i'll deal with it
1: well i mean i mean we've got that upcoming hickman god series which could yes we probably do. deal with that so yeah i don't know uh, yeah i'm sure yeah someone has to deal with it yeah at some point soon so yeah
0: I mean, Cantwell also dealt with Norman Osborn becoming a good guy and becoming the Gold Goblin, which is like, hey, mm-hmm. this is a fun concept, but it's also, like, going to be a lot of fucking work.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> so he's clearly not afraid of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And indeed, and oh, we'll, we'll be talking about Spider-Man actually later mm-hmm. on, don't you worry. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that one looks interesting. Again, Thanos has actually had a really great history when it comes to miniseries.
1: He has, yeah. They've all been really good.
0: There was the Thanos Wins book that they had there from Donny Cates. Uh, Jason Aaron's Thanos origin story that he did. Uh, that Beast of No Nation Thanos kind of sequel series from... Uh, oh, God, who who wrote that? That was really good, actually. Oh, fuck. A, a lady wrote it. It was good. What the uh, hell was it?
1: Yeah, I know the one you're talking about, and I am completely blanking on her name.
0: Oh, I really enjoyed it. What the fuck was it? Uh, 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 it, was, uh it wasn't... Um, what is it? it wasn't the Detective Comics lady who we love so much and always say her work is getting fucked with and everything. Mariko Tamaki. Yeah, was it Tamaki? I don't remember. I don't think it was. Ah, oh, this is fucking killing me. Uh, for, for time, Matt, I want to figure this <laughs> out. Yeah, but was the book also just called Thanos? That's another thing, too, because most of these miniseries are just the, called Thanos.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the problem. that that Yeah, they're just called Thanos. So, like, okay, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about... The one from the 90s the one from you know just last week <laughs> yeah
0: right really. no not thanos toys amazon i want thanos comics for fuck's sake <laughs> i mean some of these look cool there's a lego thanos that looks huge <laughs> i built the lego thanos okay yeah there's oh sorry there was the jeff lemire thanos returns Donnie uh-huh. cates uh with thanos wins yep uh, uh... Thanos rising was the Jason Aaron one. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. with the teeny Howard, that's was the, the one. one it, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fantastic X-Men writer.
0: Yes. Teeny Howard, which hers, when it was finally collected, they called it Thanos zero sanctuary, which doesn't really do a great job. But no. again, this, <laughs> but but the series was just called uh thanos one to six it was a six issue but, me. it was ba- it was basically beast of no nation it was thanos kidnapping gomorrah and all these children and raising them to be fucking soldiers and everything
1: why why can't like for once like someone write a thanos book and just call it like the mad titan or something
0: Shocked they haven't actually yeah
1: exactly yeah, Like, why is it always just thanos i, I guess like name recognition and everything it's but, true but at the same time just call it the mad titan it, it, it like really helped like differentiate all these series
0: it would you know i think the problem is too i think because then you got all those other thanos books that's like infinity quest infinity quadrangle mm. infinity bidet <laughs> he's just way too close with the infinity part of his thing but yes teeny howard that was the one that's that's a really good one everyone if you're looking for an underrated miniseries check that one out it's actually pretty dope Nice. It's actually kind of a hard read, too, because it is basically a book about child soldiers.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
0: As told through the eyes of Thanos. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of his bag. <laughs> uh, and the other new book coming to Marvel. This one was also really interesting and unexpected. The Century is coming back in a brand new miniseries courtesy of Jason Liu.
1: Yes. And and the premise to this is interesting because the Century power itself uh, is going to try and find a new host
0: yes it's going into other people
1: yes yes uh, which makes sense because uh when that jeff lemire run ended and uh mm-hmm. that ended and then uh bob the the sentry uh was killed during killed by null during king in black just before yes, King in that's black? right yeah
0: i think in the beginning of king and black yeah. to put him all over as a big threat yeah and also to kind of like reference a sentry ripping carnage in half and sending mm. him into space yes also at some point zeb wells had a story too where like uh he fused with the void but they just never fucking went back to that they just <laughs> totally ignored what yeah, zeb they, wells they did. realized
1: that that would be too op yeah
0: <laughs> it kind of was now jason Liu, i actually haven't heard much is he is he an artist
1: uh i am not too sure
0: Okay cuz when I search his name here he apparently has an indie called The Pitiful Human Lizard but he also apparently works with Zadarsky on Afterlift and Stillwater and shit Oh cool So I wondered is, is he an artist or is he uh was okay yeah comic covers comic interiors and, uh, yeah, okay, so I guess he's an artist primarily, but he's also co-written some stuff with Zdarsky before, and this is his first time getting to, I guess, I guess, Headline. Is he doing the art and the writing for this one? I guess so. Well, that's good. Good for him. <laughs> Clearly, Zdarsky's such a big fucking deal now that even people who just work with him, it's like, hey, would you like a new series? Yeah. <laughs> can you work that zadarsky magic is is his musk still in the air what does he smell like tell us because everything he touches turns to gold (laughs) we uh we were doing a show there me and sal over on comic pop you know the best modern comic runs we've read and there was literally a point where it's like man we really got to stop gargling zadarsky's balls for a minute right
1: (laughs) it's hard it's hard because everything he's writing is is like so good
0: It is. Man, that Daredevil's pretty fucking great. Yeah, the Spider Man life story is pretty great. Man, I really like what he was doing with Batman, right? <laughs> yeah, but we got to stop here, man. We can't just keep doing this over and over again, as hard as it is. <laughs> Shit, he, he wrote Good Stuff You Forgot About, that Invader series that he did.
1: Yeah, that was
0: great that he did in between his other series that was also excellent mm-hmm. that's that has got to say something about your work my body of work is so great you forgot excellent stuff <laughs> i did or excellent <laughs> stuff i did flew under the fucking radar and that's
1: just like his main two comic work that he's got like yeah. his, his indie stuff like sex criminals
0: that's and, right and stuff like that which which he draws sex criminals too doesn't he he draws uh, something or at I least he does so. covers i believe so yeah fuck me he's a writer and he's an artist he's an he's everything man god damn it! you know someone's walking around with nothing because goddamn chip Zdarsky has everything <laughs> <laughs> no he worked very hard to get where he is and you know he earned his superstar status just over the last couple of years he has yeah marvel two and one remember that one oh, that was great like... too it was when we i felt like that was the time when we all collectively cared about the fantastic four for a fucking minute that was
1: back when yeah they decided that the fantastic four were an actual team and then they're like oh nah put them on ice for for a couple of years
0: yeah that was the book you know oh we're getting them back we're coming for them and then they did then dan slot wrote it for a bit and like it was fine it was workman but i feel like no one was like really super into it yeah after a while i'm hearing good stuff about the ryan north bit now and he's canadian so i feel like i should be reading it (laughs) but yeah everyone that's your news for this week yeah some pretty pretty cool stuff now uh, we want to talk about what we read this week matt we both admitted we didn't read much but i think we read some of the same stuff i think
1: we read a couple of the same books i know there's there's at least one book i read that i know you didn't read
0: right should we talk about night terrors and how it continues oh, to be let's
1: talk about how much this issue fucking pissed me off
0: oh i'm i'm right there with you man and let me tell you you know for a story that's all about putting the entire world to sleep uh, it's kind of doing its work because i <laughs> wanted to take a nap when yeah. i was done reading it
1: i, I said in my review it's it, ironically williamson it, it's it's like he wrote this while he was asleep <laughs>
0: Yeah, this, this feels like something you write when you're up for two days and are yeah. sleep deprived. Yeah,
1: and just need to get something to fill a gap. <laughs>
0: Yep, again, this is this is what you do in between your other more important projects. And it's just, it breaks every, like, rule of bad comics where it's like, hey, you know how we ran away from Arkham Tower when all of this started? Well, we need to go back. Also, hey, you know how we kept trying to get the Nightmare Stone away from Insomnia? Well, now we're going to take it where he is for no other reason than the story has to happen.
1: Yeah, and oh, you know how, like, you spent, like, the last three or four issues talking about how... We we need to go into into heroes dreams to like find mm-hmm. where the nightmare stone is. Well, the villain already actually knows where it is and is just waiting for dead man to take it. So all these tie-ins just didn't didn't have to happen. Then they just happened just because of greed.
0: That was a fucking slap oh, in the that, face.
1: That, that that I almost like stopped reading the book and just like wasn't going to review it when i read that i'm like oh fuck this
0: when insomnia dares to go ha 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 actually i knew all along where the stone is and i knew you would bring it to me how how did you know how did
1: you know you need to tell us how you knew this
0: (laughs) we we know for a fact you don't because you've been looking for it in this book and in the 10 hundred other tie-ins that have held dc comics hostage for two months so fuck off you always knew where it was no you didn't you lying piece of shit yeah, you
1: had a whole part in the story where like you 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 met John D and then didn't do anything with it.
0: Yeah, where he keeps getting frustrated because he keeps coming up empty-handed. You can't have the, in the last couple issues, he kept getting frustrated because he's coming up empty-handed. Then in this issue to go, actually, I always knew. That is such a lazy, I don't know how to make this story (sighs) make sense, so I'll just say this. And it gets worse from there because we finally get Insomnia's origin, the thing that they kept sprinkling breadcrumbs about and kept building up to be the biggest thing ever. The thing that this book was always going to live or die on because they made such a big deal about the mystery because let's face it there was not much else going on in the actual story itself no. and then they finally tell us what makes uh, insomnia so mad that you know he has to take it out on the whole world in the superhero community and what what, what was so bad matt what why does he hate the superhero the, community so much the,
1: the justice league did their job and didn't stop to save his family from an exploding building they were too busy you know saving the entire multiverse and universe that they didn't the... just drop everything to come and help him. Or because, and it's it's implied that, like, he didn't like that just because, like, he's a fan of them.
0: Yeah. The most trite, paint-by-numbers, yeah. fucking beige origin story for a villain. You didn't help me specifically, and now I not only hate you, but I hate the entire world, and I'm going to take it out on everyone. Boring. Yeah. Boring. And it, even, even
1: though it's, like, it's so generic and stuff, the way it's written is just stupid
0: yeah like what why did you bother giving him so much focus then why did you bother tying him in to lazarus planet even what was the point if you had nothing interesting to say with this guy
1: yeah yeah
0: it's
1: it's so it's so weird that this is the same guy who's currently writing superman and green yeah i know right two books that are like really fucking fantastic
0: that we love well clearly that's where the focus went and then it gets even weirder too because like he rips out his own throat which he could have always done and in doing so it frees him from his human body and it also might have killed dead man and they make a big point of being like oh now the nightmares are real they were always fucking real the monsters were attacking them before what do you mean it's the nightmares are real they always fucking were they
1: were always there and yeah what the
0: fuck (laughs) they could always have herded you before what the hell (laughs) Again, that's like well, penultimate issue. We need something scary to go out on. We need something to raise the stakes. I don't know. The nightmares are real. And
1: <laughs> and and see, and see the penultimate issue. That's like the fucked thing. Where it's like this, th- this event is four issues long. So you would think that this would be the end of it. But it's like no, come yeah. back and and catch up a special issue where this is all getting wrapped up. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, why does it have to be a special issue? Just say it's issue five and just have a five visual event. Also why does it have to be special? <laughs>
0: also batman comes back too after multiple issues of being like you know we don't need batman and he's gonna fix
1: everything i guarantee you he'll fix everything
0: right because we got to spin that off into the batman and robin series that williamson is writing and probably more interested in yeah yeah wow night terrors what a way to fucking kneecap dawn of dc when people were really interested and really hyped that you just take over the books for two months and serve up something so disappointing that
1: that that takeover though it does that feels like it was a mandate
0: oh for sure it certainly was yeah yeah, i
1: I, I i can't see williamson willingly saying oh and we're gonna take over every single dc book with with two tie-ins each that will just derail all these stories that most of which are like just two issues in.
0: Yep. At least other times when they did this, when they took over every book that was going on with like a convergence or something, at least those were fun and weird Mm. and interesting and out there and you never knew what to expect. And it spawned like some actually pretty cool stories like Superman and Lois uh, having their kid under the dome and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was like some interesting things that would happen. And yeah, here it's like the premise is interesting. The premise is interesting, but it's nothing is done with
0: it. You can tell none of the writing teams wanted to do this. It's no. the thing they're like, no, we had our own ideas. Why do we have to stop two issues in to do this? And because it's supposed to be a horror story. It's supposed to be creepy and scary, but not everyone is a horror writer. No. It's also kind of fucked up too when I stop and think about it. I'm like, Josh Williamson, you wrote Nailbiter before this. You got your start as an indie horror writer and there is nothing scary or creepy about this. Yeah. What a shame.
1: Yeah. That, and, and there's like little bits in it where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. if you, if you'd like done that, that would have been interesting. Like there's this whole thing. And it's, this isn't the first time he did it through the series where insomnia in this issue. He approaches, uh, Damien as, as Bruce mm. and, and like pretends to be his father and everything. It's like, Oh, you could have done something interesting there. he's trying to like yep. make Damien the son that w- was, that was killed and he's trying to remake his family with like other people yep so like damien and maybe he he tries to get like you know like a wally or someone you know you know other characters and like th- that that would have been interesting or like even like Deadman man being the center of attention and him having to deal with like well, oh, i've never been in a crisis or a crisis mm-hmm. level of it how do i navigate that
0: and that that Damien thing pissed me off too because it was just this two page aside yeah, where they were doing yeah. where they were doing basically the comic equivalent of a jump scare and it's like oh my god you wasted two pages on this
1: yeah yeah same with the dove thing that where dove appears it's like who's gonna know that unless you don't if unless you know who like i had completely forgotten that dead man and they dated uh, had dated
0: (laughs) i mean hey as a continuity junkie i appreciate they put that in at least that actually took a little bit of research and again if you were going to do that probably should have been a little more to it yeah yeah
1: he should have been doing it all through the series
0: yeah that would have been more sure. Hell, actually get dove involved in the story because no one's used fucking dove for anything yeah wouldn't that be crazy? D- Dove's awake, but Hawk is asleep, and that's a whole thing. Yeah. Which actually, wait, don't their powers only work when they're side by side, Hawk and Dove? So that would mean she would be powerless.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, there's something there. Yeah, there's, there's something there. Some days,
1: just, just, just think about it for a little bit.
0: Such a shame. Wasted opportunity. Yeah. Cannot be over quick enough. And also, you had a big scary horror story that ran through the summer and not through October for Halloween. <laughs> it what the ends fuck?
1: in October. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just poor poor planning from the ground up like i mean it still wouldn't have been a good story but maybe if you had extra time to work on it and think about it and yeah. if some of those other books had the summer to actually keep coming out and everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wouldn't that have been nice it would have been nice yeah but yeah just boring boring Yeah, <laughs> yep. you know you know it wasn't boring though matt what's that immortal thor number one yeah it was pretty good one not it's the opposite of boring. Actually, there was like almost too much going on in this. <laughs> so this is this is Ewing's big return to the immortal line, wondering if they can very literally get lightning to strike twice. You know, we did it with a mortal Hulk. Now let's you know let's give Thor the treatment, but also not really because yeah. like it's not a story about Thor becoming immortal. Though technically, the Asgardians are always more immortal. They are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I I guess like it, yeah, it's more of like a like a. Not, not a physical, like a, like a metaphysical, uh, yeah, immortal sort of thing.
0: Because, like, technically, they've all died many times and mm-hmm. had many Ragnaroks and have been reborn and everything.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: So it's a whole thing with that. This this book I actually really appreciate for kind of picking up the spare from the end of Donnie Kate's run that had to be finished so haphazardly because as we mentioned, poor guy suffered, you know, a really dangerous car accident and almost lost his life. They do a whole thing there where it's like, Hey, I guess we better go fix the rainbow bridge. And I'm like, Oh yeah, the hmm. rainbow bridge has been broken for a while, hasn't it?
1: Since uh War of the Realms
0: yeah they reference that they reference the black winter uh thor has a great moment where he actually sits down and just remembers a lot of the friends he's lost over the years he remembers uh eric he remembers that lady from wakanda he hung out with he remembers the original captain marvel
1: yeah it's great because i believe it was jason aaron who also built out this thing where like thor like because he's a god and like time obviously moves differently from him because he lives for centuries and stuff he often like he he suffers from like god alzheimer's where like like he'll blink and like years will have gone by in like human years Mm. because human life is like a river it never stops flowing
0: and, yeah, and, I, I I think that was a kate's idea actually Yeah, it was a kate's or end.
1: aaron it was it was in one of the books yeah
0: i think it was kate's yeah that's it was a fairly new idea yeah. that Asgardians process time differently than everyone else
1: yeah so he he often forgets like people he would hang out with for years because he mm-hmm. he left for like what he thought was just you know five minutes but really it was you know 50 years or something
0: yeah yeah human lifetimes pass in the time i go from asgard yeah. to here yeah which which again you know they really they get the tragedy of that where he's like you know i don't ever really get a chance to like stop and think about the Mm -hmm. lives that come and go and i never properly get to mourn and celebrate my dead friend so he's like you know cheers you know the hallowed dead whoever they may be and i'm like oh that's really nice and sweet actually that he kind of does that
1: he has a great moment where he, he calls out to them and wants to like use his power to like like see them and like hear them and everything but he Mm -hmm. knows he can't because like even gods have limits i'm like oh that's cool character progression the like old thor probably would have done everything in his power to try and like talk with marvel or someone you know but like this thor now knows he has limits even as a
0: god it's it's also nice to you know about like the asgardian gods and mortality which again was a major theme in immortal hulk and Mm -hmm. it is here too where it's like no thor not not everyone gets a valhalla not everyone gets to go there when some people die they're gone, or if they're not gone, mm-hmm. they go to whatever the next thing is, which is beyond even you in your godly form. Yeah. That there's stuff even you don't understand, and in fact, that's that's a major thrust of this story too, stuff that Thor doesn't understand, because we're introduced to the world of the Utgard- which is technically the third world, and technically, yes, Thor has been there before. Ewing has a whole moment there was it's like, yes, I know. Yes, I know there were characters who claimed to be Utgars once before, but they were all full of shit. This yep. is really the first time we're seeing the Utgard world. Yeah, this is and the proper it- ones. <laughs> A proper one and he says it is a realm but only a realm in name not what you would consider a realm yeah. and they are ruled by gods but not what you would consider gods or what you would call them <laughs> he
1: puts it really greatly where it's like gods and humans and stuff are the ones who 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 do the shadow play and mm. these these guys are the ones that like causes the yeah. shadows to exist <laughs> they blot yes, out the light <laughs>
0: yes what casts those shadows well that would be the utgar who are basically like titans or old gods
1: yeah very old gods the gods of gods
0: yeah, they're fucking huge and primal, and we meet the Utgard Thor, uh, Torinus, who Thor is like, you know, Storm, stop it! Hey, Lightning, stop doing that! I'm Thor, I'm the All Father. You gotta do what I say. And Torinus is like, it is not yours anymore.
1: That that i that that idea with like Thor, like like we obviously know he talks and like con- uh, converses with the storms, but I like how like Ewing really makes it known that like yeah, he's kind of like their king and like the storms are like his his servants and every now and then he's got to like kind of put them in place so they get Mm -hmm. a little bit too unruly or go team up with like frost giants or something and yeah Yeah. i kind of like that like he's not just the ruler of asgard but the ruler of like storms as well
0: he he is the thunderer in fact this book goes out of its way to be like thor's had probably more names than anyone else Mm. the thunderer the mighty thor the all-father yep thor the avenger thor the gaia which is a new one and i'm like oh yeah we're still playing with that uh the thor is technically the son of mother earth and then they pull back even further and they're like uh actually gaia is one of the Utgard. yeah
1: yeah that was pretty cool
0: and she's still alive actually
1: yeah she's still alive and she's seemingly the one who freed Toranos.
0: yes For whatever reason they they keep saying the wheel is turning Mm -hmm. and tornus and especially utgard loki the real utgard loki not Skamir, who he took that name but Mm -hmm. wasn't actually him they're they're obsessed about you know saying that you know this world you know with you weak cheaper gods has stagnated it's all in arrested development now and everything must change for that is life either you change or you decay and we are here to force that change
1: kind of like that motivation for a villain because it's not inherently an evil motivation
0: no to change not all. to
1: grow and evolve that's not something that's evil
0: yeah which also man really fucking reads as a meta commentary on comics yes, doesn't it? you yes. never you,
1: because you've got thor back in his original costume he's yep. acting a bit more like the classical thor it's come back around basically
0: yep to where the, to where Thorinus even says you know your change is just an illusion is yep. all it ever is and i'm like oh fuck me is Al you really talking about the state of comics here for a yeah, second yeah. of course
1: he is of course
0: he is yeah because he's always talking about something isn't he old al yeah but yeah, really, really strong opening. Honours a lot of other stuff. I forgot that uh, Loki now is a non-binary god-goddess of stories.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Apparently that's something from uh, the, Loki the Loki series.
0: People. Yeah, which I didn't know, and I'm glad yeah. they're honouring it here. And it's so funny, Loki's appearance is great, because Thor is like, isn't, you know, fucking Loki king of the Jotuns now? Why aren't they dealing with this? And then Loki shows up, ta-da, non-gender splendor. I've decided yeah. to go back. I was here
1: all the time there. just watching. <laughs>
0: Ooh, such a naughty caprice, and thor's like not even mad at them it's just like okay fine i can't make you be a king any more than anyone could make me be a king so long as you're not trying to kill me right now you know what good you're on my side sure whatever it's fine <laughs> yeah
1: loki still is up to some some, some bullshit because Definitely. they they have the the the, the wand of whatever uh, that yes. they used to remake the, uh, Rainbow Bridge, Rainbow. but that, but of course, Al Ewing is quick to point out, like, no, in Marvel, magic always has a price, there's, there, there'll be some sinister plot here that, uh, Isn't that, there that, always. that Loki has gotten themselves into.
0: Can, uh, can we also talk, to you about Al Ewing, champion of the trans community? Because obviously <laughs> in, in the Immortal Hulk book, we had that great trans character, the mm-hmm. doctor who helps Thor out and everything, and they build up to it so perfectly because it's like, oh, she has a trans flag on her cup. Oh, she was making black market HRT with uh, the friggin' Kingpin. <laughs> and then in this one, Thor beats up a bunch of Orchis agents who were committing hate crimes and then goes and drinks with the trans community. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Great. It's fucking cool. fucking based ass thor over here ally to ever. that should be his other thing the thunder ally should be his other one.
1: yeah oh that, you know that that was really cool it, it does make me question though it's like okay well why why isn't thor like just fucking up watches yeah really like why isn't he just like okay these guys are obviously you know they're hurting Bad. All my friends you know they're evil uh i'm just gonna go and deal with these guys i i guess like orchis would have a contingency for thor since they seem to have one for the other for Avengers. Everyone. so yeah i imagine they would but yeah still
0: also too i like the idea that he just learned about orchis that day and yeah. probably and probably would have dealt with it if he didn't get with gar problems
1: probably yeah yeah
0: which is pretty much par for the course for thor it's like why doesn't he get involved with the civil war doesn't why doesn't he get involved with this that and the other and then it's like oh because this because this is why because there's always a fucking black winter there's always a Mangog. there's always shit happening up here (laughs) so yeah good 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 shit again thor seems to be off to a strong start i definitely am interested in you know sticking with this one because i fell off the other one yeah absolutely now, uh, my last book was Spider-Man, but what book did you have that I didn't um, this week?
1: I'll let you go first, because my one's going to take a bit of explanation.
0: Okay, there you go. So I had Amazing Spider-Man 32, which may also take some explanation. <laughs> this uh, At the end of the wedding issue, they had like a dozen absolutely pointless backup stories uh-huh. where they talked about what was happening with other characters. And one of those stories was that Kraven the Hunter had teamed up with Queen Goblin Ashley Kafka, First, they tried to kill each other. Then they wouldn't stop banging each other. So they're a couple now, in case you were wondering. <laughs> and in classic new girlfriend fashion, Queen Goblin's like, you need to do better than your father, you clone. I'm a clone too, but you should be doing better. You should be trying to outdo Craven's last hunt because apparently that's the only story you can tell with Craven from now till the end of time is Craven's last hunt. <laughs> so Craven gets a magic spear where he's able to take the sins out of Queen Goblin that give her her power, the sins that originally belonged to Norman Osborne, that the sin eater took out of him and the Beyond Corporation grabbed and put into Kafka. Yes, you can do that with sins using science, obviously. <laughs> Yes, you can take something metaphysical and magical like sins and actually put it in a human being, and the idea is is that the only way you'll be better than old Craven, new Craven, is not by like fighting fighting fucking vermin, which is what Craven did in the original Last Hunt. You need to prove you're better than Spider-Man by defeating Spider-Man's greatest foe the Green Goblin, but you can't do that right now because Norman Osborn is good, so we're going to take these sins in this spear, and we're going to fucking stab Norman with it, and we're going to make him be the Green Goblin again. And I know you're thinking, wait, didn't we just do that in the last arc with uh, fucking Dr. Octopus? Didn't he also try and make Norman into the Green Goblin again? Also, didn't Queen Goblin do that in the Gold Goblin book? Oh my god, can this series repeat itself anymore? (laughs) Well, the answer is yes. Yes, they can. (laughs) I joke this was actually a much stronger issue because Peter actually gets to talk to people like a human being in this one.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: There's a whole little aside there where like after Tombstone's wedding, Janice and Randy haven't seen each other. So Peter continues to be like a best man and tries to like get in there and advocate for his buddy. And he talks to Michelle, uh, Janice's you know, maid of honor and finds out, oh, she's not just a lawyer friend from school. She's actually Tombstone's personal lawyer. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Peter's got hots for, you know, an evil mob lawyer. Which is funny. Her name is Michelle, and he met her at a wedding, and that's not even the first Michelle that Peter met at a wedding and started dating. (laughs) Again, fucking nuts how this shit keeps repeating itself. So that was (laughs) nice. Peter gets a little aside with Norman because his love life keeps blowing up in his face. And he's like, well, I might as well throw myself into my work. And Norman gets like a very real moment there that I think like a lot of addicts in recovery get where it's like, look, you know, Peter, I I appreciate that you're giving me all this trust. But you can't just keep looking over my shoulder every 10 minutes to see if I reoffend or fall off the wagon. (laughs) And it's a great moment of peter being like no not at all you know i feel like you know we got we got the real norman back the norman that i first met you know uh, all those years ago the norman who treated me like a son to which a lot of fans were quick to be like mm, actually that's more like the movie's interpretation of events if we want to go into the comics he like didn't even meet norman till like many years after the fact and da 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 oh god but I, but I give it a pass because Peter wasn't being a whistling asshole for like a couple seconds.
1: Oh, that's the that's the first.
0: It's pretty nice, isn't it? And then Craven and Queen Goblin attack again because they keep attacking Norman at work, and Norman's like, "Well, I guess we better suit up then because this is happening again." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a big moment there where Craven's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you, Norman, with the stick. You can't fight this. You know, this is your destiny." And Norman's like, "Yeah, maybe it is." maybe I'll always be destined to be the goblin, but you know what? I'm gonna go down fighting. And he actually starts, like, physically punching it out with Kraven. And again, I'm like, this book is Spider-Man, and yet Norman gets all the good moments. You might as well just call this book fucking Amazing Norman now, because he's the only one who actually bothers (laughs) to be worthwhile. And Spider-Man's like, I'll save you, Norman, don't worry. And Spider-Man ends up getting stabbed with the spear, so all the sins end up going into him. So the Green Goblin is reborn in the body of Peter. No <laughs>
1: oh no <laughs> so what, 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 what instead of superior spider-man what's it what's it going to be called now
0: uh some people have been doing takes on the batman who laughs calling him the spider who gobs <laughs> yeah it just
1: sounds like he sucks dick <laughs>
0: It really does, doesn't it? I'm the spider who gobs, glug, 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 glow, No, no. <laughs> no. Oh, man, you know, Spider-Man, he's taking a really bold new avenue for fighting crime, huh? I mean, the, the, the stats say all assaults and everything are down because no one sees it coming. They're just all too satisfied. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man who gobs, he fixed the whole thing in just a couple days. <laughs> Also also we know this isn't going to stick around because if it was they would make a much bigger deal yeah. about this than it is.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: I can also see the ending of this one coming a fucking 100 miles away. Norman learning a true lesson about heroism and truly changing, yeah. ends up taking le- the le- learning back. that with
1: great power comes great comes responsibility. Great
0: responsibility. And he takes the sins back to save Spider-Man because that's more important, even though in doing so he'll be a villain again. Where have I seen that again? Oh, the end of Superior Spider-Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, why does this series keep repeating itself? <laughs> Holy shit. I joke about this like series running in place, but this is really running in place. <laughs> What if we just repackage things you liked before or in some cases didn't like before and we'll just we'll just kind of see what happens. Just see what happens, yeah it's it's so like creatively bankrupt and yet it's and yet it's also better than the last couple issues have been so like i'm in this weird place where it's like this sucks but it also shows improvement so you know
1: it seems consistent at least
0: (laughs) yeah it is it's it's fallen into a nice consistency where it's not like that mary jane missing four years story it's not like dark web where i'm like this is the worst thing i have ever seen please please make it stop this is just like consistently bad it's not like a steel toad kicked to the nuts it's more like a little brushing with a wingtip to the nuts you know <laughs> it's like well that didn't hurt near as much i mean it was a little uncomfortable but you know it didn't hurt as much didn't hurt as much it didn't hurt as fucking much oh man <laughs> so that's spider-man right now in case you're wondering <laughs> oh oh really you're not feeling super interested to read it now why why was that like-
1: <laughs> why well, i wonder why <laughs>
0: yeah what was that not a great selling point <laughs> not 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 a great selling point doesn't make you want to rush to check it out <laughs> that's unfortunate uh what, what was the last book you had matt that also so, uh needed uh, some explanation so the
1: last book is actually technically two books but i read them all both together and that ah, okay. is big game from mark millar
0: Oh, okay. Is this his like crossover thing he was doing? Yes. Oh, the Millerverse crossover. He's written so much he can cross it over. yeah
1: So, uh, yeah. So this is literally everything he's been writing in the Miller, in Millerverse, Millerworld, whatever it's called. Uh, (laughs)
0: like Millerworld better. Come on down to Millerworld. I'm pretty sure
1: that's what it's called. Um, but it is
0: called the Millerverse.
1: Actually, crossing (laughs) it over. And uh, the premise is that on the, the, the Miller world, uh, superheroes, <laughs> Miller. Did, superheroes did exist, uh, except in 1986, they were all killed off by uh, all of the villains who were led by the killer, who was- Oh, from Wanted. Uh, from Wanted, Wesley Gibson's father. Uh, he and his, his band of villains killed them all off. But not just that, they erased the minds of everyone on Earth so that they forgot- superheroes existed outside of uh toys and tv
0: which actually kind of tracks with the story of wanted because they mm-hmm. had killed all the heroes in their world yep. and got so bored they started going into the multiverse to start fucking up other yep. heroes so that yep. actually tracks mark okay yep.
1: so and so in the present wesley uh he's seeing a lot of uh heroes coming back now so he's decided well i'm gonna do what my father did again so he's teaming with a bunch of villains. Uh, the big one, obviously, being Nemesis,
0: um, mm, right. the, the guy
1: in I... white. Uh, and they they they're planning on killing all of the 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 heroes again. And the heroes are like people, um, like Captain McQueen, who's like the the old like like space pirate dude. And and uh, pe- people are starting to sort of find out that like, oh, maybe heroes did exist because they start like digging up like statues of them and stuff like that and that's where Edison Crane the guy from Prodigy gets involved he's like <laughs> like a big smart Tony Stark type of guy uh he gets involved with a, a woman named Bonnie and and they decide that like okay we need to like do something about this cuz something definitely happened back in the 80s but why does no one remember um and on top of that we've got uh, uh the ambassadors which is the kind of new stuff he's been doing, where every country on the earth has one superhero, and they're all part yeah, so, of a team. And, so and
0: Pakistan it, and codename India and code yeah, name yeah. Korea, I, I, th- yeah.
1: And I think that I haven't read about them, but I think that's pretty cool that they're just named after the countries. It's so much easier. It's it's, like, oh, it's this very guy's captain from Australia. America, this guy's man? from South Korea. This guy's from Pakistan. You know.
0: Yeah. How, how do we know what he's captain of? He's Captain America.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, they're, they're investigating like a bunch of like uh incidences um around the world and, and pakistan goes to investigate one and it's it's clearly a trap set by nemesis who captures captures him and uh and uh, intends on killing him um and this is where we also pick up with Kickass, dave lazuski
0: yeah i was gonna say is Kickass and the utopian yes. in this i bet they are
1: uh, Kickass is in it and uh he he's like you know like our age now he, he he's oh, writing a, a letter to the the leader of the ambassador south korea um to see if he can join because he feels <laughs> he feels like maybe he's like the genesis of this era of superheroes but he doesn't want to like call himself that because that's not what cool people do and everything oh that's
0: and, that's very that's a very interesting read on mark millar's work yeah. that like kick-ass changed everything yeah maybe, maybe not for the better but also oh wow that's the, that's him actually being like kind of like self-deprecating <laughs>
1: yeah yeah he, he's there he's got his wife and everything and but he's still he's kick-ass is now like a it's it is like his dark passenger almost where where like kick-ass is there and like telling him that we should be out fighting him because he's he 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 explains that he tried to be like a cop and a security guard but nothing was ever as good as like being a superhero to him um so he wants to like get back in the game more or less um and then the the book kind of diverts here where we find out that um Edison has teamed with Bonnie and she has gone to meet the chrononauts. um, the guys that can travel through time, Uh, and they, they, their research has been kind of shut down because like the United nations are like, ah, time travel that could like kind of fuck everything up. Maybe we don't do that. And, uh, Edison ends up funding them so they can go back in time to actually see if this was actually real and, and superheroes Mm. did exist. So the team goes back in time to New York and, uh, Bonnie keeps making it clear, like, oh, back in this, back in the day, like, this this place wasn't actually called New York. It's called something else. We're not really sure what it was. Uh, and <laughs> this is fucking insane. The first shot we see is the fucking Daily Planet. No! And then we see a phone booth and Bonnie's like, oh, this is where, like, the, the greatest superhero in the world works. And uh, this is a phone booth. This is where he would change sometimes. And then, like, a giant alien attacks the city. And then we just see a fucking red streak hit the alien and take it into space
0: legally how did they get away with that i don't know
1: i don't fucking know did
0: did miller work out a deal with dc was he like look do you want to be part of this big crossover i'm doing
1: i i i have no idea i have no idea how they worked it out but they don't obviously mention that it's superman but like they imply like this city city wasn't called new york it was called something else this is clearly the daily planet here's a phone booth here's the fucking red streak with a red cape you know
0: yeah you got to be pretty dumb to not catch on to that yeah that's that's fucking wild that's that's even wilder too that mark millar has enough characters and enough things that he can do his own big crossover
1: Oh, oh it's it's about to get like even even like crazier so they they actually confirm that obviously like heroes did exist they go back to their their time and are all immediately killed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> they're all immediately killed by uh wesley's crew uh the fraternity um and he learns that they they all died and then he decides okay i'm going after hit girl
0: next um oh shit so... you know the one who's actually good at what she does
1: yeah yeah so they so they end up going after her and everything <laughs> and hit girl is end up is is end up saved by the kingsman exe
0: Ah, uh, shit. Who, who
1: just like appears in her back seat and like like tells her like what's going on and everything and and uh, we need to like go and help these other heroes and um yeah that's kind of like where issue two ends up off where like the ambassadors finally confront uh nemesis who uh has captured pakistan and nemesis ends up like brutally killing most of these uh heroes and kind of going a little bit rogue on 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 his own team just to kill all these heroes and kind of like reveal their hand a little bit too early but yeah it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool not,
0: not gonna lie Matt, that, that actually does sound kind i know of i joke. know right
1: i know it's pretty cool but,
0: like not even just because of the comic versions of it but because of like the movie of this and i have to wonder if this is millar being like look if this is popular enough you could definitely make this into a movie and pay oh, me more money for this this
1: could be a whole thing you'd have to do like the ala series first like yes you would want to say prodigy is getting a movie
0: yeah didn't they say they were doing nemesis for something i think they, we've uh, talked yeah. about this before and i admitted that i know nothing about nemesis despite the fact that nemesis has been around for a very long time yeah yeah was this where like the Millerverse verse netflix averse was going before they just <laughs> decided to drop it yeah with
1: jupiter ascending yeah that's referenced yeah, but, in this as well they're all made into like tv characters was
0: of course he wasn't the did the tv characters get canceled after only one season <laughs> oh, probably yeah yeah like w- like is that a thing was Molar was this like a script he had for like the big crossover his mm. own avengers for the miller verse and then when it didn't happen he's like ah, fuck it, i'll just write it into a comic i guess
1: yeah 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 because yeah, with with the netflix thing, he had jupiter ascending but i'm pretty sure he was meant to do there's that series he did the magic order which was I, yes. i'm pretty sure it was meant to be a netflix show i don't know whether that's actually happening
0: now there was that anime kind of spinoff they did for jupiter ascending uh yeah okay so the rights yep. were optioned for a nemesis film for 20th century fox and tony scott blah blah blah. that, was back oh, that would have
1: been ages ago tony stott's been dead for a while
0: uh yeah yeah that was way back there uh 2010 they wanted joe carnahan to direct oh, it man that, yeah. that, that that would have been pretty good back yeah. in 2010 honestly yeah <laughs> yeah not gonna lie uh 20 as of 2015 miller said when they were promoting kingsman uh did well at the box office the film might start filming next year Uh, it didn't uh the rights however lapsed in august the same year warner brothers acquired them to adapt it in 2021 marvel or uh miller revealed that emerald fennel had written the latest draft of the screenplay so they're working on it so there is a screenplay apparently
1: okay yeah i could see them building it out through what they've done with Kingsman because Kingsman's already established and everything. You just say, Oh,
0: kick Kickass
1: did actually happen in the same universe. It was just over in America. So you didn't see it, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You literally just need one movie to say that. Yeah. And then it would actually and-
1: happen. And, and James McAvoy's Wesley Gibson is still around, you know,
0: that- that would be so fucking crazy wouldn't it to be like yep all these seemingly unrelated movies actually part of the same that's what i that's
1: what i kind of liked about this where it's like they they all like they're all seemingly unrelated you could maybe get away with them being in the same world but then this one's like no they are all in the same world and like they they know of each other and yeah it's it's really fucking cool and and the best thing is all drawn by pepe laraz so it looks fucking great
0: i bet okay you know what matt you kind of you kind of sold me on this one i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i normally i normally don't go in for millar's books as much normally when i hear he has a good book i'm like oh i can't wait till they make that into a movie and tv show and, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and, and strip out his trademark cynicism
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, the best thing is this is a uh an event so it's only five issues
0: hey there you go and which would first make it two good, are
1: already out
0: yeah which would make a good two-hour movie i bet yeah <laughs> is it Is it traditionally malarianly like nihilistic?
1: oh yeah it feels like there's a part where uh bonnie's talking with uh prodigy and he's talking about how wesley gibson was the one responsible for releasing covid and oh and, and, it, and it only stopped in their world because edison released uh his omnicron variant that like ended it apparently yeah and, yeah that's that's comic uh, yeah, killer right and, there. and there's a great section as well where like south korea is chiding uh, australia because they're like oh you're gay why do you go through so many assistants and everything he's like i'm not gay i'm pansexual there's a different Difference. i um, don't con- um, conform to your gender you know yep, spectrums yep, or that's, anything it's, it's, that's great, comic, it's great
0: that's that's great. comic writing millar he's an it, adult man it, who never got over being it, a shit poster it's the first
1: mark millar book i've read in a long time where it feels like he's actually writing what he wants to write and not writing because he knows this will get picked up by netflix or somewhere he's not yeah, writing this- a script knowing that it's going to be sold to netflix
0: right this feels like you know they're never gonna make this so i might as well write it however i want (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna lie matt that sounds actually pretty cool that actually sounds like okay let let me see this weird fucking fever dream where he puts all this shit together (laughs) how does he work
1: it all together yeah
0: (laughs) yeah how 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 (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i mean is that everything for this week i think it might be i think it is yes all right, everyone. Thank you so much for coming and listening and hanging out. We really appreciate it. As always, thank you uh, uh, for everyone who subscribed. I know some people did over Twitch. Much appreciated. Uh, if you are a fan, you can, of course, listen to the show back in both audio and visual formats on Patreon. You can become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Every little bit helps us You know, keep the lights on, keep things going.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Maybe, uh, maybe I will get out and see more movies if you give us more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then, then, then I'll feel obliged to. Then I'll feel I have to for work. <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you. We appreciate it. We're glad we could put a show on for you. There wasn't a ton of news, but I think we got uh, I think we got some good stuff out of it.
1: I think we did, yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back again next week, everyone. Uh, so be sure to check us out. Same time, same place. Uh, RIP Arlene Sorkin. You will be missed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yep, that'll that'll just about do it for us. Sorry we didn't read more books. Again, these animation reviews are kicking my ass recently. Hopefully they won't be. I'd say hopefully they won't be going on forever, but as soon as they do, my channel's going to lose like thousands of views (laughs) in one go, and then I'll really be hard up. (laughs) But yeah, we'll we'll be back again next week, everyone. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. See ya.